you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza. And joining me today for a very special show is Deb Goldberg from Pennsylvania. Now, this is a show that I've been looking forward to for some time, and it's different than other shows that we've had recently. I'll introduce Deb here, and then we'll just start talking. This is going to be really, really a lot of fun, and we're talking about nothing other than being a messenger from God today on the show. And that is what Deb is, a scribe and a messenger for God. She was a traditional clinical therapist for 18 years until a spiritual awakening by Jesus transformed her and changed her path to spiritual teacher, coach, and author. She was taught God's universal love and wisdom and brings that knowledge into her work to inspire others. She's the author of a book series called A Divinely Ordered Life that was dictated by Jesus. Debbie has hosted several video cast shows on social media to help people heal, inspire hope, and connect to divine love. There's a lot to talk about in here. Deb, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you today and share your um, audience with you, bringing them some more love and light. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. And, you know, I've had people as guests on the show from all different walks of life and many different authors, but I have not had someone who has had messages channeled to them directly from, from Jesus, from God, from source energy, whatever people want to call it. So my, my first question, because you've had three books already channeled, that are out and published, and that is the series, A Divinely Ordered Life. When did this start, and were you surprised? Uh, well, meaning the channeling start for the books, that was in 2014. Mm -hmm. It was about, um, no, I'm actually, I'm sorry, 2016. So it was about a year and a half after I actually was spiritually awoken by Jesus. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was surprised. Some part of me felt like I knew I was going to write, but I've never authored anything before. And Jesus just one day said, I want you to get your journal and your pen and we're going to write. And I said, what are we going to write? I'd, I've never written anything before. And he said, don't worry about it. I'm going to, I'm going to dictate to you. And and there, there it went. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and that is a, an experience that maybe some listeners have had, but I'm nearly a hundred percent sure that most have not. Um, it, it's not the, the type of thing that um, regularly occurs to people. And if it is, they don't talk about it, but let's back up a little bit to the, the spiritual awakening. Uh, where were you in, in that part of your life when that occurred? 
2014, um, I was a therapist and I loved my work. I really enjoyed what I was doing. I felt that there probably was something more. I felt like I met all the goals I set for myself. I had a private practice. It was doing well, but I also felt like, is this, is this it? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And at the same time in my personal life, I had um, some conflict with some family members and I, it was really tugging on my heart and I didn't understand why I was having conflict with people I love. And for once in my life, I thought, what am I doing that's creating this conflict? Rather than saying somebody else is creating this conflict, I, I started to ask myself, what am I doing? Why am I having this, ex this experience that's heartbreaking for me? And I thought, um, it was probably the first time I actually did any personal development. You know, when you're a therapist, you have to do a lot of um, development courses each year for to maintain your license. Right. But I never did personal development. And I signed up to go to a workshop precipitated by this conflict with family members. And the workshop was uh, done by Dr. Margaret Paul, who is awesome. She has a whole website and information called uh, Inner Bonding. And it's, it's really doing inner child work. Um, so while I was at this workshop, they meditated. Now, I've never meditated before. Even as a therapist, I did lots of relaxation with with clients but I never meditated and so it was my first meditation and it was the meditation's goal was for you to meet your guide your spiritual guide okay so this was really kind of me stepping into a space that I didn't really step into before um, of opening myself and uh, spiritually that I, I had not done before. And during this meditation, this movie starts playing in my head. Okay. <laughs> and it is, I didn't know it was Jesus at the time. It was a man okay. looking, you know, maybe in his 30s. He was wearing jeans and uh, a, a white t-shirt. And I, um, she asked us to put ourselves in our happy place, you know, a place that we feel uh, that we enjoy. And for me, that would be laying in a, a raft in a, in the pool and, uh, okay. or, you know, and that's, and, but I was sitting all of a sudden this movie opens up and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting on the side of a pool and there's this man sitting next to me. And I didn't know who he was. And I'm saying, well, I guess this is my spiritual guide because that's what I'm supposed to be doing here. And uh, we just sat next to each other and I could feel the presence of love like I had never felt before. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the movie started to shift. I was in this raft in the pool and this man who was Jesus got in the water with in the water and my, opened my arms up 
while I'm laying in this raft and all of these wounded parts of myself started to show up in my mm. arms. Like, okay. like younger versions of myself that yes. had gone through, I had gone through trauma as a kid. And so, and he took my arms and just wrapped them around. I had all of them, if you can imagine that, in, in, uh, around, in sitting inside my arms. And it just brought tears to my eyes. It was so moving. And what I realized, what he was telling me is that I had the power to heal myself. Okay. And I needed to heal myself. Mm. And it just unraveled from there. Okay. So you had the power to heal yourself. And then were you instructed as to how to do that? Or did you intuitively just know? What was that like? Well, because I was at this workshop and she was teaching a method for healing. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yes. it's and it's working with um, your inner child. It's inner child work. It's called <laughs> inner bonding. And what she had taught is that you cannot really heal without the help of your spiritual guidance. Okay. That you have any meaningful healing. And so that's why the why that's why she introduces the meditation is because you need to find a spiritual guide to then help you do the healing that you need to do. And mm -hmm. so I was taught the process of inner bonding. And uh, Margaret is a PhD. She was a therapist. Um, for years so she she was coming from the same genre that I understood and uh, so it really I started to use that technique and then I actually made some changes to it and started using it with my own clients and it was yeah. a beautiful beautiful technique cool. to help people wake up and mm. meet divine love in whatever form that was going to be in and to start their healing process from a spiritual a more divine standpoint okay yes and so this is something that you've been you had been using then in your practice and what did the healing journey look like for you um, you know if you don't mind sharing what were some of those wounds that were placed in in your arms to heal mm-hmm uh, so growing up, I experienced uh, physical and emotional abuse from my dad. Okay. And then I, um, I went through rape with my stepfather oh, as right. a young teenager. And, and there's just a myriad of things as within my childhood that I kind of stuffed away. And even though I was a therapist, I thought that you know, I did a lot of journaling and writing letters, journal letters to <laughs> them. So I thought I had done a lot of healing, but the truth is it was all superficial. Okay. It was very mm -hmm. superficial. And, you know, what I learned is that I had to go back and reopen all of those wounds and actually deal with my feelings from those time periods and how they affected my life and creating adaptations to myself um, to protect myself and really shut out love 
uh, I was, you know, I was afraid of intimacy. There was many, many things. I had a lot of anxiety. And this was all really interesting. So once, once I got woken up and taught this and had Jesus by my side and God, um, because God came in too, mm-hmm. uh, although I know that they're both the same, what happened was I... I realized that I was numb for so long that I didn't know that I had so much anxiety inside of me, nervous energy. Mm-hmm. And I worked all the time. I was a workaholic because I loved what I was doing, but it was also a good place to hide out. Sure. And away from mm-hmm. myself and not have to deal with these things or the yes. things that were presently going on in my life. And so that process of all of a sudden opening myself up and the numbness wearing off and allowing myself to feel felt like torture to me. I can imagine, yeah. (laughs) Because I spent so many years trying not to feel, right? And just stuffing it and putting it behind me and... uh, but it never, it never heals when you stuff it. It's still activated, mm-hmm. even though you don't realize that it's happening. So it was, a, it was a painful process. I spent many nights of, so I, I would use guided imagery as part of my meditation. And so then I, you know, the same way that Jesus came to me in that meditation the first time, it became my mode of how I connected um, and saw saw God, saw Jesus, saw angels, my my father um, to do healing with my dad who's passed on. Okay. And um, I spent a lot of nights um, putting myself in guided imagery and basically sleeping in God and Jesus's lap because I was scared out of my mind because all these feelings started to come up at the same time. Yeah. Like I was 56 years old when this happened. So I had like Mm -hmm. 56 years of, you know, junk that I didn't really process (laughs) feelings. Yeah, for sure. It was a, it was a very um, painful um, scary. I was very scared. Like I put myself in their lap and they held me and talked to me and all night. So I slept all night like that. Like I, that's the way I went to sleep. Um, there was constant, um, me trying to understand all these feelings that I was having because I didn't know if they were right or wrong. And Jesus would tell me what's wrong with your feelings. There's nothing wrong with your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't trust them. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So we, I had just taken each wounded part of me <laughs> and had to use this inner bonding process with God, Jesus, my higher self. I would, I would see my higher self, um, my future self, whatever you want to call that. Um, and with each part of me, I had to reopen and confront my feelings and learn how to love myself, learn how to have self-compassion, 
because I spent most of my life disregarding myself, disrespecting myself, um, not knowing how to self-soothe. And this process of um, healing, because what you do in this healing practice is you spend time with this wounded part of yourself, going through what happened, allowing that part of yourself to tell you all the things that it remembers from that period in your life. Okay. Um, and not saying, well, you're wrong. You saw that wrong. You felt that wrong. It's just, yeah. it's just allowing that part of yourself to be it in the way that it felt from those experiences. And then after hearing that and doing this with loving self-love and compassion and grace for yourself, you ask your guidance. So I'd say Jesus or higher self, what is the truth here about what I'm hearing from myself? And then I would get a divine interpretation of what I experienced and what I was feeling. Mm, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so this was it's very comprehensive and um, literally it sounds like it leaves no stone unturned mm -hmm. now when this experience happened to you uh, you know were you surprised that the the man that showed up in jeans and a white t-shirt was jesus uh, was this something that you were open to before not really. Um, okay. I'm, I'm Jewish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't understand how, how um, I, I didn't understand who this guide was, but inside of me, if you want to call it my inner child, okay. is telling me, it's Jesus. This is Jesus. And I'm like, why would Jesus wake me up? I don't understand. Why is Jesus my God, my guide? And it probably took me two years at least mm -hmm. to start just allowing that and not questioning it. Okay, yeah. Um, it has been the most beautiful relationship mm -hmm. that I have ever experienced with love. Um, and God, it's the same way, but I think it's Jesus because, you know, he's been this human, uh, he comes in this human image uh, that, it's it, the closeness, the intimacy of both actually God and Jesus. But uh, yeah, I took a real special liking to Jesus um, and uh, the love that cradled me. Um, I call it spiritual reparenting is undoing okay. everything that I learned in my life to understand from a divine uh, from divine wisdom versus earthly wisdom. Okay. So with spiritual reparenting, that's a term I've not heard. And this is something that you invented. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's undoing um, everything in your life so that it can be divinely reinterpreted. Am I mm -hmm. understanding that right? Okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's what this process does when you have a relationship with Jesus, God, um, you know, with whoever your guidance is, is there, there should be some reinterpretation of understanding your experience and, and learning who you truly are from a divine standpoint. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would seem like a very important component. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now uh, with spiritual reparenting, so you've had, you had these profound healing and, and lasting healing. Um, well, it's a process uh, and it sounds like it was indeed that for you. Then fast forward a couple of years later, Jesus appeared or, or spoke to you um, and said, we're going to start writing. All right. Yeah. What was that like? It was amazing. Um, okay. It was, I was excited about it. Oh, and good. at the same time, I thought, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, okay, and I had to take dictation. <laughs> Yeah. I just need to listen. He told me he did not want me to type it. Okay. Uh, I type faster than, um, than I write, of course. But he said, no, I want you to write. I want you to handwrite what I'm telling you. Uh, the process took about two weeks for each book. And he was, he was relaying wisdom that I had not grown into yet. So I didn't understand a lot of things. Yeah. Um, that he was teaching me that I was writing about. He also, we wrote about my experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I remember he was talking about uh, the experience of trauma and rape. And, and I, he said, he said, I want you to understand this did not happen. And I said, what do you mean it didn't happen? I am, I can be very resistant and I say what I think um, and opinionated. Mm -hmm. And so it's been interesting having this relationship with God and Jesus where I, I'm just this, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right what you're telling me here <laughs> um and that was a huge thing it was a huge understanding for me that i had to grow into that our life is a dream it's an illusion hmm. and this was this story was part of my dream my my you know my storyline for deb and and he said you know this didn't happen you dream it's like a dream you dream that it happened but I promise you, you were not hurt. This did not happen. And, you know, every part of my physical being said, Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about. I experienced <laughs> this. Yeah. I experienced this. I, I still have body memories of trauma. And he mm. says, no, it's part of your story. It's not real. And that was a lot for me to digest. And it took me a long time to accept that information as truth mm -hmm, sure until and so now it's now it's integrated as truth but at mm -hmm. the time it took me it took me quite a while it was very tiring to okay. to listen to dictation for mm -hmm. an hour and a half to two hours every day mm -hmm. um it would be uh, draining to me i felt like i was drained uh because I guess what I, the terminology I understood was I didn't know how to hold that much light at such a long time. Okay. 
because usually we get glimpses of things and it's yes. it's it's fleeting but to sit for an hour and a half or two hours and take straight dictation i would find myself falling asleep while he was talking hmm. that i was just maybe maybe it was a coping mechanism or a part of me that didn't want to couldn't take it in and didn't want to hear it all you know what i mean i'm not sure but it was it was so so much wisdom, you know, fruit that I didn't understand. And uh, it was very tiring. Mm, okay. Now, how long did this go on for an hour and a half to two hours a day? Um, well, it was six weeks to get weeks. three books. Okay. And um, so it was two weeks for each one. Uh, and then after that one, uh, God introduced me to Archangel Gabriel, Gabriel, no, Jesus did. And he said, he's going to give you another book. So right after those three, I had another two weeks of a book that I'm actually finally getting to publish, to getting to edit right now. Okay. All my books have all been given to me, um, dictated. And I just haven't put out three and a half of them yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there are more. There, there is the series of three, a divinely ordered life, and there is the uh, the book dictated by Archangel Gabriel, and there are yet more. Then, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, it started out with that first book series. It is the, I have a first book series called Creating a Life Worth Living. Okay, and that was basically the books that Jesus dictated me. During those six weeks, and I put them out. I published them under creating a life worth living. What I realized, and and then right after that, I had hired a branding specialist and somebody who was going to publish. She wanted to republish the books that I just put out. Okay. And she and and what I realized was that I did not really put myself into those books because I was scared. I was like. I was still scared. I'm like, Jesus is talking to me and I'm going to put these books out and people are going to think I'm nuts. Mm, Okay. Yeah. They're not going to understand that I'm hearing Jesus and God talk to me. And uh, so I, I decided that I was going to put out a second version of those books and interwine my spiritual awakening in with the original set text from the books of the other and that became a divinely ordered life okay well so and it was a combination of the two so how did you work with um, what seems to me would be a very natural thought of people are going to think that i'm nuts how did you work with that well you know it's funny when you get when you become awoke to the fact that there's something more going on here than what you think. Yeah. <laughs> and you not only not only are you becoming more aware of the thoughts and feelings that you have, but it's the faulty beliefs that you have that I would say comes from ego. That's the way that Jesus had taught to me. Um, yeah. And, and I call these myths because we can't really understand our experience the myth, here, the mystery. It's just too expansive. And so we have these myths to understand our experience. And so you start to understand. I have all of these 
crazy beliefs and <laughs> where did they come from and and fears that come out of nowhere so um i think while i was putting these books out all of that stuff that was hanging out the fears started to surface um of being um what is the word like you're you're not who you say you are you uh, you know mm -hmm. like you're a fraud a fraud yeah yeah mm -hmm. um so i felt like a fraud that people are going to think i'm a fraud that i'm making this stuff up and and know who's going to listen to me and um I, you know why would anybody want to listen to me i have you know what kind of clout do i have what kind of credential that people would say oh well maybe she did have this experience and it was because i was not understanding my own spiritual awakening experience because everything that you perceive or think you're getting an external re uh, reaction to that you know you're getting um it's saying oh you get an external mirror of your own in, uh, internal dynamic mm -hmm. so here comes this fraud and then you know i think i i was working with a client one day and 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 i had said well god speaks to me and he said well who the hell are you <sighs> <laughs> so then I started, you know, to have the experiences of this internal dynamic, this belief that I had, um, which, you know, all of these fears and uh, misunderstandings, misbeliefs that you have, everything starts to come up inside of you, which is part of the process of healing, of knowing uh, that there is much more to you than what you think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a lot more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, th this is it's so interesting because there are so many people out there that are open to the idea of channeled material and so many more who are not. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yes, and and the the question that the the gentleman asked you, well, who the hell are you? <laughs> very very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I was I said, well, I'm no different than you are. If you want to hear God, <laughs> you can. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about anyone. We all yeah. have the ability to hear. And, you know, and of course, as I've grown in my spiritual practice and understanding more through the wisdom that, you know, I get taught is that we're, we're just consciousness. And I call that God. Mm -hmm. I call and I call it divine love. It's all one in this one in the same. And so if you are consciousness, you are not separated from consciousness itself, which is like I said, God, it's creation. It's yeah. it's unlimited unlimited everything it's unlimited creativity and i feel like this is what we are we're we're our own creation experiencing our own creation of ourself so so to not be able to hear consciousness you don't really have the understanding yet of what you are and okay. 
And so I don't even call it channeling anymore. I, it, it's hard to come up with a different word other than channeling. I'm just hearing yeah. my own conscious mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, you know, I've asked Jesus, why is, why are you and God and John the Baptist and some other, um, the archangels, why are you part of, why am I hearing you? Like oh, some people hear yeah. Buddha, some people yes. uh, just talk to light, some people, mm-hmm. you know, call it chi prana uh all kinds of things source why why are you all why are you part of my life here why are you part of my story and um he told me that this is this is just part of my story my my life story here and that he, he you know he tried to give me some background that i walked with him as a disciple when back when he did okay and and that each time um that i have another life which is also i know part of the dream story it's not true um that each each time um i my purpose is is to um believe in myself and to heal other people from their suffering Mm -hmm. so this is this is a story that was created for me for this life of okay. just like everybody else has their own individual story and purpose of what they're to bring, mm-hmm. what gifts they are to bring to this world. Yes. Yeah, everyone's got a part, a, a role to play. Yeah. I'm going to back up for a moment here. You mentioned a few minutes ago that you experienced some resistance or some initial shock maybe to the idea that this was all actually a dream and is in fact all a dream and traumatic things did not actually happen to you. So, you know, was that a tremendous shock? at first very much okay it was very much and, and i just was not hearing it i, I was not uh, having it like okay. i didn't want to i didn't even want to take that in because i was allowing my body and my memory to tell me what truth was because i was not willing to open to that yeah. there might be something more than just my body and the truth okay. that the body's not real either um so um he's you know and i know that we're experiencing things this way because it's meant to be experienced we're supposed to be having a physical experience um it it's all part of what makes our life appear real But I know when when Jesus explained that to me, I mean, he was telling me it was all a dream. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll I'll go for that. But when it came to telling me that what happened to me was was just a dream too, that's Mm -hmm. where I drew the line. Okay. I was like, I'm not, I don't believe that. That, How can that be true? Mm. When I have a body 
that tells me something different. Okay. And then what was the response? He's so gentle and mm. so loving that, yeah. you know, when, when you're being, because I, this is like a coaching, it's a spiritual reparenting. Okay. I'm teaching you a new concept that you are ready for, but you are being, you know, you're making a stance or you're, you're being stubborn and resistant, mm. but it's okay because you are going to grow into this when you're ready to. Okay. Yes. Yeah. There's no force feeding. <laughs> there's no, um, there's no, um, and this is a great analogy. One of my meditations, and this is an analogy for how I was growing and how I was to teach okay. other mm -hmm. people. Because when I first yeah. woke up and had all of this happen and I had all this wisdom pouring through me, I was like, I got to tell everybody. Everybody needs to know this. I have to tell everyone that that life's not real and, and that you're healed and there's nothing wrong with you and your love and and you know we we need not to suffer anymore. And and I was telling people too much they could not absorb and then they would shut down. So one of my meditations, and this was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe three years ago. I was uh, sitting at a kitchen table with Jesus. And like I said, these are all movies. They just start playing. Uh, they just start to happen. And there's a pie sitting on the table. There's an apple pie. And he says, cut me a slice and serve it to me. And I said, okay. So I cut a slice and I serve him. Okay. And he, he picks a little fork full up of, of the little slice. And he says, that we need that you cannot absorb the whole pie. You can't eat the whole pie. It's too much. It's laden yeah. with so much fruit and it's so heavy, uh, meaning expansive, right? Yes. That, mm -hmm. that you can only take a forkful, a piece at a time. And, and he said, you want to leave people wanting to come back for another slice of pie. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, because they can't digest it. It's too much. And so this is the way he would teach me about, okay, this is the way that I can only digest a little tiny piece at a time that he's telling me. And when I'm teaching, I have to keep that in mind that I can't go blah. <laughs> I give them A to yes. Z when I couldn't even take in A to Z. I was having trouble with A and then I had to go to A plus and then a B, <laughs> you know. Um, uh, and so it was a real um, understanding of you can't force yourself. You can't force yourself to take in more than what you're ready to in yeah. each moment. Right. Yes. And, and as a teacher myself, I can relate to wanting to convey a lot of information mm -hmm. just because. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really, uh, that, that is a, a very gentle teaching. Um, if, if you love apple pie, mm -hmm. um, yeah, even, even more of a, a, an impactful teaching, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Yeah. So then it, it sounds like this was a process, a, a moment at a time, a, a step at a time. And, and now what are you doing now these days? You've published the first three of these books. A Divinely Ordered Life is out now and people can purchase these. And are you still in, in practice as a, as a therapist? Um, not as a therapist. I retired my license. Okay. Um, I consider my, I consider myself a divine therapist. All right. Um, because yeah. I'm using, um, I'm, I'm allowing God and Jesus to, to bring forth what never needs to come forth as I help each person, um, or a coach or spiritual teacher. So I have, um, I've done some teaching, I've had some clients, but I have been mostly um, working on books. And I have to tell you that I have a plethora <laughs> mm -hmm. of um, poetry. Okay. Quotes. Oh. Um, that's yeah. why I make memes out of them. Quotes, um, songs, children's stories. Mm -hmm. And so I have spent so much of my time absorbing um, and getting on, onto paper all of these different things that I have been given that eventually, um, hopefully I can get more of them out, but I still work with people. Um, I have not, I haven't put myself, like uh, advertised myself a lot, but I am there. Um, to uh, teach. I've done some workshops okay. last year, done a handful of those. Mm -hmm. And I used to have a, a show on yes. World Network, um, uh, Divine Relationship Recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, and I used to have a podcast on Angel Heart Radio. So uh, I was constantly teaching in those forms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yeah, and if you haven't um, put yourself out and advertised too much, you get the opportunity to do that right now, <laughs> of course. So now, if people were to want to find out more information about you, what's the best place for them to go? Probably my website. Okay. And it's www.ngoldberg.com. Okay. Uh, so that's a place where people can read my blogs. They can find my books there. They can find quotes, uh, inspiration. They can um, find out how to reach me, to contact me, um, and understand the work that I do. When I do work with people is trying to heal all the wounds that they've experienced and also uh, heal through a divine lens. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're learning spiritual concepts um, at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. And then this is Debbie N. Goldberg.com. Now, can people also purchase copies of your books on this site? You can. It will send you to Amazon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a um, there's a link I also have to Amazon where you can see the books um, either in paperback or in um, an ebook. They're um, wonderful. I think they're wonderful. Uh, I have to keep going back and reading them myself. 
okay. <laughs> because there were so many lessons in them. And I put a lot of my journal entries with God from God and Jesus and John the Baptist. So you could really get a feeling of how informal these um, and intimate these relationships are and how loving they are mm -hmm. and how you get nurtured into understanding who you were created to be and mm -hmm. what you are. Yes. And these three, um, the divinely ordered life is the, the name of the series. These are already out. Now you did mention here on the show, a fourth, which has been um, sent uh, and given to you by Archangel Gabriel. So is there a working title of that book? Yes. It's called intuition and it's the voice of God. Okay. And uh, so right behind it, I have a couple more and, and it will be the next one will be about the illusion of duality. And um, the next one after that is, um, is the gospel of Jesus. Okay. Ah, fantastic. So there are a total of six so far right now. Yeah, there's actually mm. also the three from the, uh, what I look at it is the first three, the, um, creating a life worth living is like a book for their book series for beginners who are just kind of tippy toeing into spirituality. Oh, okay. And yeah. so a divinely ordered life is more of a series for people that are more advanced. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's that those two sets, and they'll hopefully get other three books out this year. Oh, I love it. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I think this is a really important point that you just made is that there is a an entire series for, for people that are just, um, just new to everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. We're reaching even more people that way. Mm -hmm. So this is this is great. Okay. Well, then, so Deb, uh, what would you say before we wrap up here? I'm curious, what would you say to someone who is just brand new? They're just getting interested in spirituality. What would you say to these folks? I would say that what's most important is to listen within and give yourself quiet time. Okay. Because we do, we do a lot of searching outside of ourselves, and we can read all kinds of things um, and learn, you know, I, I look at it this way. Everybody has their own truth. You were sent here. You, you are here with your own truth. And, um, and so what you need to find is your truth. Now, when we, read other people's works, it opens us up some more, but it's easy to get, um, you know, you get so much information, you get into information overload. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so what's most important is developing your own relationship with whatever you call God, consciousness or divine love or source or whatever you're calling that is your higher self you know mm -hmm. the 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 wisdom that runs through you that that relationship is more important than learning anything outside of you yeah. And that comes from developing either a meditation practice, and that could be all different types of things of how people meditate, whether it's, you know, listening to music, being quiet, um, going out for a walk in nature, 
however you feel more connected to your inner being. Okay. Yeah. And there are so many different ways. So spiritual practice looks differently, literally for, for everyone. Okay. So I do have one final question then. What would you say to the people that are familiar with spirituality and they might be looking at starting off with a divinely ordered life? Yeah. Suggestions for those folks. Sure. Uh, I would say that it's allowing yourself to be open, that we each are having our own um, story unfold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's, uh, we, we say, oh, that can't be, or, um, you know, or people will say, well, how do you do that? Because I, I don't hear God, you know, people that have been meditating and search, seeking God for so very long or to understand the mystery of life. And so you don't compare yourself to anyone else. My story is just um, there to help people know what is within them. And it's always, I'm always redirecting you to go inside because yeah. you have all the answers inside of mm -hmm. yourself and, and you have a divine curriculum and your guidance needs to teach you that curriculum. Yes. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Uh, uh -huh. and, and happily in the 21st century, we have literally every spiritual tradition that's ever existed at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is right. good. A good right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think what's most important, and I, uh, every day I get told, I just want you to be happy every day because your happiness is what creates all the beauty that you want around you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that really is. Uh, that really is it. Um, so yes, I, what I would say is I completely agree with that. <laughs> Whatever makes people happy, um, uh, legitimately happy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it's, it's really wonderful. Okay. Well, Deb, I've learned so much and I am looking forward to all of the books. And I know that uh, the listeners are too. And again, listeners, you um, can talk to Deb directly, reach her at her own website here, Debbie N. Goldberg. Dot com. Debbie, this has been such a pleasure today. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for joining me here today. Oh my goodness. Thank you for inviting me. It was a joy to be here with you and to talk about love. Yes. Yeah, so that is ultimately all there is, mm -hmm. is love. Just that. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yes. And, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been a very special guest, Deb Goldberg here on Decide to Transform. Everyone have a great day. And thank you so much for tuning in here. We'll talk to you all again next time.